and God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Genesis 1.28 King James Version That a God gave humankind dominion over the earth is not only absurd, but laughable. To have dominion is to have power, authority, jurisdiction, command, control, or sway over something or someone. Humankind does not have control over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. We don't even have control over ourselves. We are not the strongest animal, the hairiest mammal, or the fastest primate. Of all the earth's creatures, we don't have the largest brain. At birth, we're weak and unable to defend ourselves. If we are to live, someone else must give us care. And even when mature, we are vulnerable to the animal kingdom's many predators, one-on-one -on -one against most of the animals roaming Africa's savannas we are nothing more than prey. And let's not talk about how vulnerable we are to the germs found in bacteria, viruses, and other creepy crawly things. As different as we seem, we are one species, Homo sapiens, connected to each other in all creation by a unitary divine presence that pervades all that exists, something most of us call God. Among all the Earth's creatures, Homo sapiens is the most uniquely qualified to protect it. However, we have allowed what we think are our differences to divide us and have created belief systems that have led us away from the understanding that our planet does not belong to humankind any more than it belongs to any of its other inhabitants. We are but one of Earth's caretakers, not its rulers. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Adam Ripley the avatar for the Beyond the Rituals community. If you are a first-time listener, welcome to the program. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Today's subject, the role of humankind on the earth. But first, a quick commercial. If you enjoy our podcast, you can listen to them on the go. Search for Discerning Truth. We are on all the major podcast platforms. So subscribe and rate them wherever you listen. By doing so, you let us know that you support what we're doing and encourage us to continue. Thanks in advance.
Now, on with the podcast. Live the life God has given you as positively and as responsibly as you possibly can. The fourth law, the philosophy of the divine law. In essence, the fourth law's instruction sums up humankind's role on the earth. It tells us we don't get to choose, but begin our lives with the life God has given us. That it doesn't matter to which family, in which country, or under which political system we were born, whether rich, poor, free, oppressed, or somewhere in between, it is our responsibility to live a positive and responsible life. To be clear, though some begin with advantages, the fourth law is not saying some are better than others, or that we must remain within the social or economic status we were born into, but that we must live positively and responsibly, regardless of the circumstances of our birth. As human beings, we are all equal. Divisions based on race, caste systems, and other birth group socioeconomic classifications are human constructions. False categories established with erroneous definitions. However, their effect is no less real or dangerous. And although they significantly affect the social well-being of humankind, the fourth law tells us that no matter how prevalent they are in a society, we must endeavor to overcome them. Although God has provided all we will ever need to live a positive and prosperous life in this reality, it is essential to understand that God does not give us what He has supplied, but has provided us with the ability to attain it ourselves. Therefore, Regardless of our origins, our responsibility is to meet the requirements of our goals, achieve them, reap their benefits, and build a quality life from the abundance God has made available to us. As I stated in the opening, we are but one of the earth's caretakers, not its rulers, but its custodians. Like every other creature, we are not exempt from extinction. Instead, our survival depends on what we do, whether we stop polluting the air and our water, whether we maintain and conserve our food supplies, and stop fighting and learn to cooperate with each other. That it has become critical to concentrate our efforts towards preserving the Earth's natural resources to benefit us all, has become self-evident. Isolationist government policies, hoarding and not sharing what belongs to us all, and politically mortgaging our future for today's economic gain are irresponsible practices that we must end. And if we're going to survive, we must end them now. Like all other living organisms that inhabit this planet, human survival depends on the Earth's environment. 
with drastic changes in the air we breathe, the water we drink, and the food we eat, we cannot survive. And although these things are not wholly within our control, we are responsible for maintaining them. With careful consideration of our environment and proper conservation methods, we can help ensure they will still be available to us long into the future. What is essential to understand, however, is whether humankind survives or goes extinct is neither wholly within human control nor pertinent to the Earth's continued existence. We will either use our abilities to their full potential to help ourselves, or we will not. But regardless of whether we do, the Earth will continue. And only the creatures that can still live in the environment we eventually create will remain. Our task and our responsibility is to prevent humankind's social destruction and the ecological devastation of our planet. Unfortunately, however, our religious beliefs keep us divided. According to most estimates, globally, there are over 4,200 separate religions, each holding different beliefs and diverse concepts of God. Many fractionalized, arguing over matters they cannot solve within themselves, separating their own members, and dividing the world with unproven claims and beliefs ranging from the plausible to the bizarre. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Genesis 1.27 King James Version The person who wrote that verse clearly did not think humans evolved from fish-like creatures over millions of years. Even today, presented with overwhelming evidence that other forms of humans existed before Homo sapiens, those who believe God created humankind from the dust and in His image Hold on to their beliefs. But let's suppose it's true that God created humankind on the sixth day when he created the earth 4.5 billion years ago. The fossil evidence still shows modern humans emerged approximately 300,000 years ago. Consequently, the beings God created in the Genesis story cannot possibly have been Homo sapiens. For ancient people, religious belief was the science of its day, the explainer of what they did not understand. That there had been other types of humans was beyond their knowledge and possibly their comprehension. So, it was only logical for them to believe that the man God created in his image looked like them. Today, our understanding of the world has increased exponentially, and science has shown many of the claims of the world's religions 
to be unsubstantiated and without merit. Yet, their followers continue to start and fight wars, terrorize and kill those with other beliefs, use their power and influence to suppress the rights of others, and die to support them. Why? Yes, why? Why do we allow mythology, superstition, outdated ideas and beliefs, and what we know to be false, to continue to harm and control us, and prevent us from changing our lives for the better? When humanity correctly answers that question and implements the positive changes its results will require, we will fully step into our role as caretakers and not only significantly improve the quality of our lives, but also change the course of humankind from one of destruction to one of restoration. We'd like to know your thoughts on the matter. Take a moment and let us know what you think in the comment section. Until next week, I'm Adam Repley, and this is Discerning Truth.